0: You are listening to a special edition of The Forecast.
1: to a special edition of The Forecast. Tonight, we explore the etymology of a cock-up in the Virgil van Dijk transfer. We explore what went wrong, who did wrong, and what needs to happen, and if heads need to roll. We'll also ha- talk about what LFC can do to prevent such things from happening again. And much, much more. Thank you for joining us. This is The Forecast Special Edition. And welcome to the show. The Forecast is the official podcast of four Fields of Anfield Road, we are at That's www.forsite.com, international community of Reds, featuring news, opinion pieces, all kinds of great discussions, uh, medias, media pieces, and this podcast as well. Uh, You can listen to it on the website. You can listen to it on iTunes or a variety of podcasting platforms. If you're a regular uh, listener, thanks for joining us on this uh, special show. And if you're a first-time listener, you're welcome. Um, We uh, do uh, this podcast series um, every week now. Um, Even the summer, we're we're not resting. Uh, uh, We're putting out uh, content on a very uh, regular basis. Um, so this is going to be a special um, show. We only are talking about one thing today. Um, and we are going to pick apart the, um, the, obviously, the hottest topic of the day, the cock-up with regards to the transfer or the potential transfer of Virgil van Dyke uh, to Liverpool Um, First and foremost, let me introduce myself. My name is Joe. I'm your host for this show, Uh, but I'm not alone. I've got a couple of guests uh, joining with me on this show. Uh, Say hi to Manav.
0: Hi to all the four family and all the Reds fans all over the world, wherever you may be.
1: Great. Thanks, Manav, for joining us. And say hi to Dave. Hey there. It's Dave from Gujarat, India. Hi, Dave. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining us on the show. And say hi to Shankar.
2: Hi, guys. Hope you are sleeping pleasantly
1: today, tonight. I don't think they've been sleeping pleasantly for a couple of nights, and I don't think they're going to be sleeping any tightly uh, anytime soon. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, Shankar. Uh, and we also have on the line, hopefully, uh, Aditya. Are you there? Did you? Yeah,
3: sorry, Ariel. Hi, everyone. Good to be back.
1: Hey, welcome to the show. Okay. Um, Guys, uh, massive, massive um, cluster F going on with regards to this uh, Virgil van Dyke story. And I thought that, you know, since it's really on the top of mind uh, for everyone, um, you know, it it, would be kind of prudent to address some of these topics and see what went wrong and um, what can we do to improve in the future? So um, maybe maybe before we get into the nitty gritty details, uh, maybe we can start with a round of each of you. Um, let me know your thoughts about um, you know how you feel about um, what's been happening. It's an unprecedented um, apology as well um, that has been that has been offered uh, by 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 the by the club. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. what do you think? You know, give me your give me your your views. What's um, what do you think is? Uh, how do you feel about this whole situation? We'll start this round off um, with Manaf.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know, obviously, uh, whatever has happened, uh, uh, we really don't know. But I think it is serious enough for uh, for FSG and the management team at the club to realize that. If they allowed this to linger on, the repercussions could be uh, could be could probably endanger the season. You know, it could endanger other transfers, and I think that's why they took this step. Or I hope that's why they took this step because nothing else uh, really justifies uh, groveling like this and apologizing to. Uh, Southampton their fans and this and that so mm-hmm. whatever it is that uh, the club has done uh, or not done or should have done and should not have done mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it, it has to be serious enough to warrant such a public grovelling uh, before uh, before uh, the whole
1: world okay so you you saw it as a groveling okay firstly um, you you said that it could have implications for our rest the rest of our transfer, um a business could you could you elaborate on that a little bit
0: well uh you know as we saw with the Sakho saga uh we were ultimately or rather the player was ultimately proven innocent yeah but yeah. uh you know he was out of action for so long uh, including that crucial uh, Europa final mm-hmm. uh so I think uh Probably something like that is what was weighing in the minds of uh, FSG mm-hmm. and Klopp and whoever that what we don't want is uh, for a lengthy investigation to go on for our transfers to be embargoed or something like that okay. and maybe they received hints to that effect or the feared especially because we got uh, hit with a transfer ban to not sign uh, junior players uh, yeah. from uh, from England. Right. So probably they they, they 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 maybe played it too safe or I don't know I don't know whatever it is but uh, it is it is groveling no doubt about it but all I'm saying is I trust them to the extent that I hope they have strong reasons to do this and mm-hmm. and they must be having you know knowing uh, knowing uh, american investors the way they work i'm sure they took legal opinion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before they did this yeah. uh, they must have consulted top notch lawyers yeah. and clearly they realized that our position was uh, was weak we could be compromised we could be uh, you know we could be getting into trouble and that's why they did this i think
1: okay fair enough okay good one good start there okay dave um uh, say your bit or forever hold your peace
4: <laughs> Um. As Manov said, like uh, this is a big messed up situation and FSG clearly realized it. They did their consultation and what they did uh, is for the better of the club and our next season going forward. And I totally agree uh, with Manov on this point. Uh, they don't want it to risk uh, the transfers. Maybe this would, uh, you know, lay down a negative impression and effect on about potential mm-hmm. signings, yeah, and but uh, thing is like uh, apologizing to Southampton fans, the the board, like the way they stated it, ending right down the interest in the player. It's it's a big messed up situation, okay. And whoever did this, uh, you know, we need to cut them loose. And and the better thing about this, despite all this uh, thing going on. We can, right, uh, clearly see who people, uh, who are involved in this. Like earlier with the transfer committee, it was, uh, you know, uh, everything was in dark, like who is involved. in. we knew uh, Ian was involved in negotiation, but behind that uh, curtain, mm. who is involved, uh, the picture was not clear enough. Now we know it's Edwards and Klopp. right? And uh, it's Edwards who negotiates with the agents and players the club so I think it's pretty much clear that uh, who's at the fault mm-hmm. but uh, you know after thinking a lot uh, I think if clock knew this that this was getting out of the line we were overstepping then even he should have stopped at some point like yesterday midnight uh, I bashed Edward a lot but maybe I think you know, you can't just, uh, I, I'm not telling it's entirely Klopp's fault, but uh, yeah, all the managers do it. They contact the player, they meet them at uh, restaurants and hotels, they set up this kind of meeting to talk about the future. But this is a big, big, big mess, messed okay. Our reputation is on the line. Right,
1: right. Okay, we'll, we'll play um, spin the blame bottle later and see where it lands, all right? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, Shankar, we had a couple of hours now, well, a day at least, I think, um, since this story broke. Is it a day or almost a day? Um, yeah, it's almost a day. I almost think it a broke
2: day. last night when we were asleep. Yeah, yes. that's
1: right. So the dust, I think, is barely settled. But of course, we know, um, it, it, you know, some things like this, they're never so simple or straightforward or cut and dried. Um, you probably had some time to think and reflect about this. Um, what are your feelings about this um, topic?
2: I think this is the most embarrassing thing happened to LSC. Even I was okay with that Suarez uh, T-shirt fiasco and <laughs> um, all those things we did for, to save him. But this was the most uh, stupid thing we did, and mm-hmm. especially apologizing to them so early. So early we gone into a defense. We didn't know what happened.
1: Yeah. Hello.
2: And I, just let's say, let me uh, read an interesting thing. Just now, I I found a tweet just tweeted five minutes before. Mm. M- maybe it's a silly rumor or something, but uh, some guy has just tweeted a clipping that. Uh, 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 yeah, some uh, some guys, you know some uh, you, know, some, uh, you have some inside source in Southampton. Let's uh, mm. uh, say Southampton want LFC to grow a bit and. They are now demanding that they have the first refusal to, uh, on replacements of BB. that is Sarko and Gomez. And they also want uh, three strikers options right? on loan. First refusal on stage, Origi and Solanki. Mm. So oh, this nice. is just to We straight away went to different. I think LFC should have waited and uh, waited for the reaction a bit more and say, assess the situation. It was just an amateur thing to do this. That's what I think. Sounds
1: some um, Sounds some um, you know... Right up there with all the ridiculous t- uh, tweets um, yeah. that have been coming out <laughs> since the break yeah, of this yeah. story.
2: <laughs> yeah. There are so many wild rumors going on in the
1: Twitter right now. Oh, <laughs> weird rumors. And they're all coming, yeah, from, they can, um, they're all coming from supposedly there's, there's official sources. There's another conspiracy
2: well. theory that uh, it was deliberately done by it works to uh, yeah. make VVD annual transfer request so that we can get it for a cheaper price. Yeah. <sighs> There are so many theories so going many, on. So
1: many theories. Yeah, we'll talk about some of these things as well and um, and all of that. We'll try and cover some of
3: that. I, so. I really hope we didn't
1: try to be over-smart here and just kind of like yeah. mess
3: it up for us. Yeah, we, we always end up putting
2: ourselves on the foot when we try to be over-smart.
1: Aditya, what do you think? Um, <laughs> embarrassing? Do you echo a lot of these sentiments? Embarrassment? Groveling? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay.
3: Yep. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's appalling. I mean, it's... Um, it's like we're running, we're running our business like you know, it's like some small uh, roadside shop maybe instead of like a multi-billion-dollar business. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you gotta have business acumen to know what you're doing. You know what, how you're trying to play your strategy out From the sounds of what's come out and from the apology, maybe it's not explicitly stated on the apology that hey, we we tried poaching your player, but you know, it's quite, it's implicitly implied that. We did. We did try to do this, and so I think. I think I'm quite appalled. I'm quite shocked at how badly. How badly we messed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had other instances in the past, right? So I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Shans mentioned about the whole Luis Suarez shirt incident. There was the Clint Dempsey, uh, you know, website incident. So we've had. We've had other instances in the past. It's not mm-hmm. new, yep. but it just sounds like you know, like somebody had to. Make it even worse than the last time, and you know you got to raise the bar each time. So I think, think we, we just kind of raise the bar. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just really <laughs> no, uh,
2: surrounding. It's just like yeah. all my be. Let me do better. That kind of situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, surrounding all of these things is um the brand. You know, the brand of Liverpool football club and uh, and the protection of the integrity and the credibility of the brand. Um, as you know, you know, if you if you constantly come to the website just a couple of days, just yesterday. Um, You know, we posted the story from um, Forbes, Uh, sorry, the brand finance report, the 11th annual brand finance report uh, titled Football 50 2017. Um, And it lists um, Liverpool in ninth place or within the top 10 clubs of the world um, in terms of brand reputation. So, uh, you know, Liverpool are ninth most powerful brand.
2: No, Uh, actually, we are sixth most powerful brand, not ninth. Financially, we are yeah. nice, but
1: ninth, but in the financial. Run. Yeah, right, right yeah, ninth in this in this financial um, uh, in this in this report anyway, yeah. okay, in the brand finance report. Um, and um, you you wonder um, how much of that has taken a, a a hit. I guess you know transfer windows uh, can tend to be kind of dodgy affairs. you know all kinds of funny things happen there. Uh, a lot of things are probably unknown, unfortunately. For Liverpool, uh, a lot of these unknown things become surface to the light, <laughs> to the top, and become known. Um, uh, uh, we know we've also seen that um, you know, they're a valuable, valuable brand, uh, valuable in terms of fi- finances, football finance as well. Um, yeah. So do you think this has taken a hit a little bit, the, the, the impact to the, this news and the impact to the, to, the, to the brand, Manaf?
0: I am not sure. Uh, And uh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, just a step back to the previous question, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, You know, one observation that I would like to make here is that, you know, not just in football, but in so many fields, Mm -hmm. things happen which are borderline, uh, which are uh, sort of legal, sort of illegal, sort of ethical, sort of unethical. Mm But, you know, nobody says anything about it, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, called trade practice, or whatever it is called, uh, best practice, you know, we have various fudge words for it uh, in all parts of the world, Mm -hmm. but uh, the minute uh, uh, somebody breaks the Umerta, if you like, which Mm -hmm. is what Southampton have done, Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, amongst the football fraternity, uh, uh, by which I mean the owners, the managers, and the players, I think more than Liverpool, I suspect uh, people are now going to be five times more careful dealing with Southampton. Because, you know, we just saw the story that Southampton were tapping up uh, uh, St. Icar. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, City tapped uh, Sterling and you know, Torres got tapped by Chelsea and we have tapped uh, uh, XYZ players in our times. But that doesn't mean that people go out and squeal and, you know, go and uh, talk to referees and stuff like that and complain to FA. So, uh, so you know, uh, just a step back, uh, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, Southampton come out very well from this. Uh, and I think silently all the football clubs and the FA in their practical wisdom, will have full sympathy for LFC because I think this happens all the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, just to return to uh, what you were, uh, uh, what you asked actually, Joe, uh, the reputation. Yes, in the short term it takes a hit, mm-hmm. but I think uh, since we have a well-meaning uh, uh, management team yeah. and uh, an investor group which doesn't embarrass us, uh, I think uh, you know in the long term we'll be fine. So yes, it hurts. Yes, in the short run, uh, you know, uh, we feel angry, frustrated. Mm-hmm. But does it affect our long-term standing? I don't think so.
1: Okay, so it's it's just a blip, basically. This yeah. thing. I think, um, so. yeah. Of course, the, um, there's the the um, fire and the fury, and and you know, people are always looking for for someone to blame. Of course, in such situations, and obviously, FSG is a nice candidate to always put a blame on. Um, but. When I say that, I don't mean that they, I'm going to absolve them from any blame, as you will find out as we continue um, this discussion. Now, it's an interesting point there, Manav. You made there that um, you know the, 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 the hit to the reputation, to the brand, uh, could actually affect Southampton more than us. It's an interesting perspective there. Um, I don't think I've read any one or any perspective uh, on that. Speaking of which, um, we do know that Katharina Lipa, who's um, the owner of Southampton, uh, could be forced to sell the club um, after she was uh, embroiled in an investigation by German tax authorities. Okay, um, this is coming from a report uh, from the Times. Uh, the public prosecutor's office is reportedly investigating the tax liability of her late father, Markus Lieber, who left the club to Katharina after uh, Katharina after his death in 2010. Um, so there's that thing swirling around. The club as well and, and the owner, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of stress that's on her on her mind, um, and at the same time, you've got um, clubs circling around once again in a transfer window, looking to pick off you know all their best players, and in this instance, uh, their captain.: Do you think, uh, Dave, that Southampton have any right to to behave in the way that they have done?
4: Um, no, uh, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. But uh, like you, you mentioned, mentioned it uh, yesterday, yesterday in our, uh, discussion, our discussion, uh, uh, this, this is, is damage control, control from their side. side. Uh, like, like you, you don't, don't see often less, that uh, Southampton sacks the their manager. Mm-hmm. It is it, it. the other way around. Like uh, you know, big teams and uh, come and push their not just the player but also their managers. Yeah. The previous two manager went to mu- much bigger clubs, yeah. and now this uh, season they have. They had to, uh, like, uh, sack the manager. Their players, uh, each and every season, best players live, and their fans are ov- ov- obviously not happy with this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, trying to uh, do this PR stunt mm-hmm. to get this kind of image into their fans' uh, mind, like they care about the club, not just the money. Yeah. So I think they're pulling this off, and I don't think their owner... Uh, This would be on her list to do, you know, go public and uh, appeal to FA to investigate. It's it's coming from the people who are running the club, like the director or the CEO, whoever uh, it is. But I think it's a bad move uh, from their side. And again, I agree with Mano. This is going to hit Hit them them hard 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 in in their bottoms in future. future.
1: Okay, um, just uh, picking on the on the statements. Okay, the official club statement. And so it it was a really short uh, club statement. Liverpool Football Club would like to put on record our regret over recent media speculation regarding Southampton Football Club and player transfers between the two clubs. We apologise to the owner, board of directors and fans of Southampton for any misunderstanding regarding Virgil van Dijk. We respect Southampton's position and can confirm we have ended any interest in the player. Okay, So that's, um, that's the letter there. Short and sweet. Okay. Now, Shankar, do you think there is any latitude in this statement for us to pick any bones or to read in between the lines?
2: Yeah, we, nothing is there. We totally gave in. It was a stupid statement. And especially the last part, that we are not going to sign VVD or we are backing away from the deal. That was a stupid thing. We should have just stopped with, maybe, OK, we are apologising, we should have stopped with that. Uh, that was a stupid statement the last part. Maybe um, We still, this VVD, You still wants to move out from the Southampton. If we are not going to sign, definitely City and Chelsea will take that particular the situation. They will try to sign him. Uh, that was the mistake in our part. One of the mistakes in our part. <clears throat> And the second thing is, uh, like Manav and they uh, they mentioned that this will add, this will affect Southampton more than us. People people have short memory. History. For us, if we sign another and suppose we sign Douglas Costa or any other big player, yeah. our fans will totally forget this fiasco and they will move on. And on top of that, if we win something tomorrow. Uh, in the next season, if we win the League Cup, FA Cup, or if we go, uh, if we progress well in Champions League, our fans will totally forget this entire fiasco and move on. They will just pray that whatever we did in the temple window was amazing. Uh, they will uh, worship club. So it, it does, I don't think it will have, will have a big effect on us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting when you when you when you look at the three. Well, almost. Um, well. You can call them paragraphs, but the paragraphing is like in a sentence, that's the first paragraph and <laughs> a sentence, that's the next sentence is the next
0: paragraph. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe uh, sorry, I think that this uh, letter is drafted by a legal team of Liverpool sure. in consultation, at least informal consultation uh, uh, with the legal team of Southampton yeah. of what will fly there. That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. And, well, um, and I think that's how the statement has been drafted. Yeah. And Which is why the minute the statement came out, uh, you immediately started hearing conciliatory noises from Southampton saying, okay, no problem, you know, we'll let it go and all that stuff. So I think it was it was prearranged that this is, okay, we'll grovel, we'll say this, yeah. but you just got to back off. And I think that's what has happened.
1: Right, right, yeah. So even on that point, you know, um, later in the day, I mean, if you just continue to follow uh, the timeline, um, the uh, you hear something from Paul Joyce of the Times um, saying, that, that um, the FA uh, will not pursue any further investigation or, or, uh, with regards to Southampton's tapping up claims over Liverpool because the two clubs have talked and settled, then there's nothing to investigate. And then later in the day, a couple of hours later, you find something from the, the Liverpool Echo saying that just because have, Liverpool have apologized does not mean that the FA um, will, will, will not pursue Uh, any investigation claims. And then now, again, a couple of hours later, it's coming back to that first news, which is saying that, um, you know, there's nothing to investigate. So, um, you know, it keeps the news, uh, MSM, basically, government mainstream media, uh, seems to be flip-flopping in terms of their speculation um, as well. As it seems to be implied here in the first statement here, um, record our regret over recent media speculation and then pushing the ball back to... To, to to the media um, Aditya how much of this uh, was Liverpool's own doing and how much of this was inflamed by the media trying to find a story
3: um, I think uh, I think a lot of it was also the media but also just needs to be questioned and said you know where is the media getting this information from mm. so it's obvious that there are moves happening in the background that you know even from the statement it's clear that we've made moves so VVD that much is clear uh, how if we breach the rules or like how how much of the rules we breached is not really clear but obviously you know the media has gotten wind of it so really the question is uh, how did the media get wind of this obviously as somebody said uh, all clubs have this wheeling and dealing behind before you know a formal offer is actually made uh, so I don't really blame us for uh, trying uh, you know to talk to him beforehand but I do blame us and I do think, you know, partly the fault lies with us for being so porous and allowing for such news to uh, filter through. Because even if you look at the chain of events over the past week, there's been constant media speculation at certain points that Chelsea has been the number one suitor or it's been City. And then it's been said Klopp's spoken to... uh, uh, Van Dyke, and now he prefers a move to Liverpool so how is it that the media is getting such detailed information of like you know different clubs speaking to him and also where he favours a move so I think it really needs to be questioned I think it's definitely our fault obviously I mean you can't blame the media the media loves this shit media loves to you know take it up and blow it out of proportion that's what they do that's what they get paid for and you know it's working because look at us we're sitting here we're discussing it and that's exactly what they want so i i don't entirely blame the media i think i think there's something wrong with our uh, with our structure if there's like information being leaked out.
1: Mm. Um, certainly the media likes to play one one against the other and uh, especially during the, the, the transfer window To try and put up something there that's you know has some element of truth in it, mostly untrue, purely speculative sometimes, and then you see what comes out from there, and um, maybe some some revelatory um, incident or, or news comes out as a result of that. But looking at this timeline analysis... Um, also, Joe, this, yep. Yep.
3: It's not always all bad, right? Because, I mean, we use the media as well. Sure. For example, the Fala deal, where, you know, we're trying to say, hey, we're interested in Gelson Martin, Martins, I think. So we're just trying to you know let Roma know that we have other options. So I guess it works both ways. Yep. But we just need to, as a club, be careful and see where we draw that line.
1: Yeah. But that, that's the thing. Um, no one is sure, this Gelson Martins thing, is that, is that uh, 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 something that was, was mentioned by Liverpool or, again, it was some other thing that was cooked up by some creative mind? You know, you, you can't tell. You really don't know. We're just making an assumption here that it's a, it's a red herring. You know, it's a red herring because our true target is someone else. We We never know. But I was just in the middle of reading this uh, timeline analysis. Someone has actually just put it in uh, eleven points. I thought it was quite interesting. Okay, so it all started with multiple clubs speaking to Van Dyke's agent before the window opened. So we know that Virgil Van Dyke was um, uh, hot, uh, hot property. Okay, so a lot of a lot of clubs um, um, uh, wanted him. All right. So as a natural result of that, you have all of these media jostling to find out the latest scoop, who has, the, who, who has their noses in front, who has offered what, who has done what, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that all of them uh, have spoken to, 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 to Van Dyke at some point, with permission from Southampton, of course. It was also stated that we have asked permission twice before we were allowed to, to speak to, 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 to VVD. Um, I'm not sure about this whole thing, about them going to Van Dyke meeting with um, Klopp at Blackpool. I'm not sure what that's all about. Maybe Klopp owns a pub in Blackpool, or oh, I don't know. Okay, he gets discounts on something on the on the roller coaster right there or something. We don't know. Next, we hear that the agent, Van Dyke's agent, speaks to Madoc in the mirror, okay, last Sunday. Okay. And in this, we find that there is an attempt to drive up the fee and all wages and all add-ons. Okay? Uh, then, of course, some of this gets out, and um, typically our LFC fans have a have a breakdown or meltdown after being assured that the deal was done. Now, after that, Liverpool, of course, know otherwise. There's still negotiations still going on. Nothing is done. You know, people are still talking. Okay, um, but because they were the club who had, a, you know, um, they were the club that, who agreed terms in the meetings. Got the assurances and an estimate of the potential fee. Then, someone—this is speculative, okay? Someone decides to leak info about an, an announcement to various sources. Okay, now this is true because there was an announcement that was, um, uh, you know, there was uh, there was uh, 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 mentioned by the club. Stay tuned for an announcement okay i saw that okay from the club i think so i thought i thought i remember seeing it from an official channel okay but it's like this thing was all coming down the turnpike already okay they could see it's all coming down the turnpike now after that all the media outlets pick up on an official announcement with quotes southampton look at this and think you sly bastards on sunday it was 60 million and 200 thousand k in wages. Okay? But now we're at 50, 42 million plus add-ons. Shit. Make that a complaint. Because um, you know that they were all jostling for the, the highest bidder. you know. And then suddenly Chelsea and City dropped out. And leaving only Liverpool in the race. And there goes poof. <laughs> you know, Tens of millions of dollars and, and hundreds of millions of dollars perhaps in, in probable wages for, 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 um, for Van Dyke. Meanwhile, possibly a Southampton employee pipes up and says, Gov, that's 75% of our income gone. Okay. Uh, I said, let's make a complaint. Pre- Premier League official replies, are you having a laugh? This shit happens all the time. You've got some cheek. And then Southampton bring out the rule book and show them, here, here the rule book. And Premier League, of course, have to shrug their shoulders for fuck's sake, Okay, let's arrange a meeting. And official statements are made. And okay, that's where... A complaint is made, so that's the general um, uh, timeline breakdown of this drama um, that has happened. Now, I've just early just posted on the, this group. Okay, um, it's a it's a kind of um, view from a from a lawyer who's worked with player transfers and does with dealings in a lot of uh, legal documents and all that for football. He says this. OK, I'm going to give my view on this Van Dyke thing, my opinion as a legal professional who work within football and player transfers. I wouldn't give up just yet on this transfer happening. This statement released by LFC yesterday was to ensure that no action will be taken against them that leaves them with no room to sign anybody, let alone Virgil van Dyke. They have apologized and therefore dropped interest. The statement should have said at the moment of course, Liverpool can still bid for the player, nothing legally binding. However, if they did, Southampton can clearly go to the Premier League and say, "Look, they tapped up, they tapped our player again and are bidding again." And don't forget that the uh, Peter Moore, the LFC CEO, meets with the Premier League at Harrows Gate, I think today, um, and various uh, uh, Premier League bosses, including Southampton bosses. Um, and there could be perhaps another opportunity to smooth over relationships, or to discuss this. I am not sure. Okay, um, or oh, they could go around mending bridges or whatever. And today in person, so Southampton did know that LFC spoke to the player, uh, and they didn't. They didn't like how they were made to look. To their own fans, that's why they complained uh, annoyed about. Long story short, don't give up hope yet. If Liverpool, if LFC won him they will move whatever mountains and grovel to Southampton to get him. This happens all the time, just not publicly like this situation. Now, there are people out there who think that this deal is not dead, despite the fact that Liverpool have released an official statement saying that their interest in the player has ended. Manaf, where do you swing on this?
0: I think uh, Van Dyke comes to us in only one scenario now, in my view. Because I think, uh, you know, uh, John Henry will always take a longer view over the shorter view. You know, if, uh, uh, if I, and I don't think Klopp is a manager like that. But assuming Klopp throws a fit and says, uh, hey, John, uh, you know, without Van Dyke, I can't do it next season and I want him. Come hell or high water. I think, uh, uh, you know, beyond a point, John Henry will tell Klopp to fuck off, basically. <laughs> and he'll tell and he'll tell klopp uh, to you know that it is what it is you've got to manage so i don't think klopp will make a stupid demand like that if he did uh, john henry would not uh, you know uh, would not entertain it so i think uh, uh, we are not going after van dyke i think he comes to us only in one circumstance where city or xyz bid for him the bid is very low Southampton being Southampton, uh, greedy bastards want to drive up the price. Mm-hmm. They call up Liverpool and say, look, we've got a bid. Are you guys interested? You know, and then uh, we uh, we place a counter bid. I think that's how it will happen, if it does. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, the sequence you just described, uh, Joe, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I think... Southampton are up shit creek both ways, in my view, because uh, they wanted to sell, but now they have created a situation where their largest bidder is out of the picture. Their, uh, you know, the most attractive bidder is out of the picture. They want to sell, but they are saying they don't want to sell. So, what the hell do they want to do? So, now they are in a situation where they may be tacitly encouraging bids, but, But, you know, other clubs are going to be saying, uh, you know, what's to stop this guy from reporting me also. So, you know. They, they really have created a big trouble for themselves, in my view. And I think uh, Liverpool, by issuing this statement, yes, we've looked stupid for a day, maybe a week, I don't know. But I think, uh, you know, we'll be out, out of this. Uh, and I think VVD comes to us now, if Southampton tell us, please bid, take him off our hands, you know, give me more money than what the other guy is giving. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I think, is the scenario in which VVD comes to us.
1: Yeah. Now, okay, we, we won't talk um, so much about whether we think that, um, I, whether is it a, a, a good deal or not, because we covered that in a Forecast India episode, I think, in number two, right? Um, Dave, do you, how do you sit on this right now? Do you think we should persist? Or, you know, should we just fall and, and uh, walk away and just, you know, don't deal ever with Southampton again and just look at other players?
4: Um, Is Is it really possible possible not to go to to Southampton or to knock knock that door again? (laughs) Like we still need a left back.
1: back. Mm.
4: (laughs) And uh, the The sequence, sequence, the story you mentioned mentioned about about that lawyer and the guy guy telling that Klopp met met him at Blackpool, we could basically make make one season uh, of it on Netflix. Netflix. But uh, Uh, I think uh, we we should let this go off. If Southampton Southampton wants to sell him, let let them call us this time. time. I I don't think think it's wise wise enough to, you know, know, uh, get get behind Vibidi again, again. despite Despite the fact that uh, Klopp Klopp wants him. And uh, I I think think, uh, uh, the the angriest person person right right now now is Klopp. Because because all the the hard work work he did to convince him, it's now all drained down in water. And like, just uh, imagine uh, this, we never thought that a, a top player, one of the most in-demand player in Europe would uh, readily come to us rather than going to City and Chelsea, right. who can get any player they want. Right. But this time, it's it's totally opposite. He wants to join us yeah. and this uh, this mess up. So, I think it's time to say goodbye to him. If VVD really wants the move, he will uh hand in a transfer request and uh like manav said again uh for the third time i will agree with him uh let southampton call us
1: okay shankar
2: yeah i think uh, what of what manav says is a bit naive see there are big egos involved here okay, okay. southampton no they i think they got a bit fed up selling all these best players and they got uh, they just to receive it. but at the end of the day, it's just business nothing personal uh, and they have a guy who doesn't want to play there for ne- in the next season. So they will just, after the dust settles in this fiasco, they will just sit and uh, think. They will wait for a bit. Definitely, I, I think this move, uh, the move is still on. We have a, very much chance to sign him. Uh, provided that uh, VVD puts in a transfer request that he doesn't want to play in the Southampton club anymore. He wants to move on. He will definitely not play in Southampton next year. He will either play for us or play for Chelsea or Man City. It depends upon the time. Uh, just only a matter of time. Uh, maybe maybe the, after 1st July, everything will be clear. And we still have a chance, I think. That's what we
1: Well, there was a picture of uh, Van Dyke on a plane looking
2: Yeah, his body, his body language uh, <laughs> and nice. all his tweets and everything. It suggests that he's not happy with Southampton. Yeah. And definitely, definitely they, they won't expect him to give 100% next year. Mm. They, we have we seen the same situation with Sterling. Yeah. So definitely, definitely, somebody will make a compromise. At the end of the day, it's a business deal. Somebody will make a compromise. There are no grudges in business. We just want to make the deal happen. They will um, buy down, and they will. All uh, the channels south of might apologize to the low pool and they will accept the deal. And uh, they, now that it's time to work through the back channels. Mm.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So there was um, there was this um on his on his uh Twitter profile he had actually removed the Southampton reference in his Twitter profile uh earlier in the day today and and then what happened was that a lot of people caught on to that and started uh you know tweeting back and RTing that and then um and then he 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 changed it back he reverted right so there is obviously some um, upset feelings in himself. I mean, for him to do that, right? And then he's posted this picture sitting on a plane, looking out of a window, looking really sad and forlorn. Okay. Um, Aditya, do you think it's a case where it's only going to work if he throws in a transfer request or if Southampton needs to come to us as a second option or third that actually everything just continues as normal as how it's going right now, except that there's nothing being released to the public, to the press, nothing, everything is on the back channel. Which of these three options do you think is most plausible? Yeah.
3: Um, I think the most uh, likely option is, um, I think as Manu said, right. if, they, uh, if VVD puts in a transfer request, and also, in addition, if, you know, one of the other clubs actually make a bid. So I think it's pro- probably most likely going to be a combination of the two because it's it's clear that we are the highest bidder for VVD. And also, we need to force uh, Southampton's hand. So I think if VVD puts in a transfer request and on the side, maybe if there are bids which, well, Southampton obviously won't right so if if they're not happy with i think there is a possibility that the deal might go through but is it going to go through as normal absolutely not i don't think so there's just too much bad blood between the clubs now
1: yeah yeah okay um we're just going to take a very 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 short break and when we return we are going to spin the blame bottle and see who needs whose head needs to roll stick around Okay, now, who needs to get full blame for this cock-up? Because we know this is not the first time that Liverpool, a proud club, rich in history, and uh, apparently now UNESCO-rated as well. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, this is not the first climb-down that has happened. This is only the latest in a series of gaps by Fenway Sports Group, FSG, during their six-and-a-half-year uh, tenure, um, they famously scrapped tic- uh, plans for a ticket price hike at Enfield last season, following protests from supporters. Okay? Um, then the academy earlier this year was banned from recruiting domestically for two years after being found guilty of tapping up. Okay? This was also not the first time they were forced to say sorry to another Premier League club. In 2012, Liverpool wanted to sign Fulham and USA forward Den- Clint Dempsey. Remember him? Liverpool yeah. were then accused of tapping up the player and, again, they issued a grovelling apology. This time, Tom Werner. Tom Werner made a personal visit to then-Fulhamona Mohamed Al-Fayed uh, and, of course, together with Ian uh, Eyre um, and, uh, you know, to, 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 pub- to personally um, apologise. Okay? And they said, basically, in their letter to him also that their behaviour was wrong and simply should never have occurred. Okay, um, there was also a letter I read, I don't have it on view right now, where, where John Henry said that, you know, uh, we will learn from this and we'll never make such mistakes again. And here we are in June of 2017, making the same mistakes again. Okay, so where does the fault lie in all of this? Is it internal? Is it external? If it's internal, who takes the blame? Manaf.
0: I think, uh, you know, I would blame, uh, 80% of the blame in my book is Southampton's. Uh, In our side, if anybody is to blame, I agree with Aditya that, uh, you know, we are a very porous club. Uh, Somehow, whenever we put in a bid or even if we are thinking about a player, I think as soon as five guys in our club have a meeting, Mm -hmm. that meeting leaks out to Madoc or to Pierce or someone or Melissa Reddy or... Yep. you know I think I think that's a big problem with our club I don't know who does it uh, whether we do it it's an institutionalized culture what is it I don't know mm-hmm. but that needs to be seriously looked at I think that is a serious problem in our club I mean the minute uh, anything uh, happens in our club it's 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 public knowledge it doesn't happen in Chelsea or United or city so that's what I would look at I wouldn't blame Edwards. Uh, I I mean, I I know a lot of people are paying for his blood, but I think he did what everybody does in this situation. We're just dealing with an uh, idiot of a club, which is Southampton, Mm -hmm. which for whatever reason has decided to do this. Uh, So I don't blame us really to that extent, but I would look at the leaks. Yes.
1: Okay. Dave, do you think you're going to let Edwards get away scot-free? Do you have him in your sights or someone else in your sights?
4: Definitely Edwards here, but also uh, the person who is advising FSG that this kind of leaking the news and all this story is a good thing for the club. Like I mean, they definitely know this, that every time we make a meeting or we are after a player, even if a player is in dreams of Klopp, uh, somehow Melissa already knows that Klopp wants him. Mm-hmm. And this is a bad thing. This culture needs, this policy needs to be stopped there's just, just too much of uh, detailed information for everyone on twitter it's ridiculous and uh, obviously adwords needs need to take the blame like uh, the series of tweets it was all sequenced everyone i guess it was uh uh uh, uh, uh on, on the 5 pm two days back i guess uh, reputed generalist uh uh they tweeted that uh, Van Dyck has agreed a move in principle to, and like he prefers Liverpool, and that would get uh, Southampton pissed. So uh, this leaking of news needs to get stopped first. And uh, obviously, whoever doing this and advising the uh, the uh, committee or the uh, say John Henry, uh, he needs to go
1: right.
4: or rather stop.
1: Okay, okay. Now, we... Okay, so several things here. Um, Obviously, we know this is Michael Edwards' first full transfer window, right? Uh, Yeah. In charge. So, there's that. Okay. Um, We don't know much about him, actually. We don't really know much about him. In fact, if you, did, if you just did a simple Google search of Michael Edwards on you know, on your browser, uh, you look for pictures of him, you can rarely find any pictures of him. Okay? Um, when we talk about, um, there was a topic we I, th- I think we addressed on this show, or was it on uh, Forecast Global, where we talked about how does Klopp work with a sporting director? Uh, yeah, it was on this Forecast Global. Um, and I asked Christian, okay, our, our resident German football uh, and Klopp expert, um, <coughs> And uh, he gave his views on how the interaction is with, uh, was with Klopp and Sork when he was at Borussia Dortmund, um, and how he endorses that kind of working relationship. And he also spoke glowingly of Edwards. So did um, Peter Moore. So did um, John uh, Henry. But there is actually very little things that we know about Edwards. He doesn't speak to the press. Um, there's no interviews with him. There are rarely any pictures of him and there are very next to no pictures of him standing next to Klopp. Well, you can find a million pictures of of Klopp standing next to Zork, you know. So it's a little bit strange. Now, we do know that um, LFC do have a director of communications. Her name is Susan Black. She joined the club in 2011 as head of internal communications and now she leads both the internal and external communications functions. Okay, um, and she's come with you know a good uh, senior corporate experience, comms experience as well. But she res- is responsible for all of the club's communications, including managing the press office, public relations, internal communications, and photography. Uh, and basically, she she drives the club's uh, communication strategies. Okay, so she is the one. That deals with the the Piercers of the world, the Maddox of the world, the the you know, and all these guys. Okay, so anything that's related to the club that they are from press, they are probably not going to Edwards. They are going to Susan Black. Okay, then there's Klopp as well. So Kl- Klopp finds himself complicit. Is that the right word? An accessory. Maybe that's a better word. Um, in this whole saga, um, it's um, it's it's not um, not unperceivable that he would be involved because I think the greatest signing that we have made as a club is Klopp. Really, I don't think anyone will disagree with me when I say that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He's our g- greatest asset. Exactly. Yeah. He's
4: our greatest
1: asset. Yeah. But, so he's going to pull in the names. He's going to 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 um, be an appeal. To players who never would have considered Liverpool, who may have heard of Liverpool through their grandfather or their great grandfather or whatever, okay, or they may have seen some YouTube videos that have grainy film footage, film footage effects or something. Um, But this guy now is the 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 rock and roll heavy metal football guy. Everyone knows him, so they 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 are going to use him in any negotiation. And if everything is above board, you know, Klopp will obviously, of course. That's what he does. I th- yeah, sure. If I'm going to be helpful in the situation, of course he's going to help. You know? And then now he's caught in this whole uh, storm. Okay. Then, and the last entity here is John Henry himself. Okay, The owner. Right? So, obviously, he's the brunt of all kind of abuse, criticism, sell-up, FSG, you don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. Okay? So... If you just look at these four groups of people Michael Edwards, Susan Black as Director of Communications, Jurgen Klopp, and John Henry. Shankar.
2: Yeah, actually, I, I, I would blame on the entire hierarchy of our uh, transfer task, task committee and everybody involved in, the, in dealing with the uh, buying and selling of players. The old structure needs to be. We, we, we tried this transfer committee thing. We we uh, we had we never signed a very good player. Uh, Luis Suarez was lucky, yes. And Philippe Coutinho, obviously, we, he, w- he was a money ball signing. We need to change the entire structure. This is not working. And so many leaks happen because of this transfer committee. So many people are involved in this. Obviously, if you involve more than one people, that tend to be in leaks. We are looking like pirate ship. Mate. And I, I, I think we need to look into the structure, okay? We had this for last seven years. This is not working. Now it's time to uh, close this one and we find something new working model for signing players. We have to find that. uh, uh, There lies our problem. The transfer committee and the entire group of people involved in uh, signing the players. We need to blame the entire set of people, not the single
3: one.
1: Okay. Aditya, what's what's your feeling on this one?
3: Um, so, thanks for laying that out so beautifully, Joe. Uh, uh, so, here's where I think the blame lies or like what we should be looking at. Um, one person that you didn't really mention is I believe um, I believe there was a source of the leak from inside LFC. Uh, so, there was a leak of this, you know, the transfer dealings happening. Right. I think firstly, we need to find who this person is and fire him. One, because I, if he's an LFC fan, he's, he's been traitorous if he's not an lfc fan he's still contracted to lfc so mm-hmm. he's in breach of you know contract so we definitely need to end fire him mm-hmm. uh in terms of michael edwards so he's just recently come into the role let's let's say his niche has gotten a little shorter but i don't think the blame squarely lies at his door mm-hmm. uh as for susan black no i don't i don't think she's to blame either because this this communication issue has always been a problem with us. She's moved into the role fairly recently. Mm-hmm. I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if, but if a, I remember she moved...
1: Of, it's a couple of years now. Ever since... Oh, it's, um, a, yeah. oh okay. Um, there was a previous I, okay. guy, Jen Chang. He was the director of communications. He was actually fired. Did you know?
2: Yeah, he got sacked for that uh, quitting. Uh, yeah. If they know my address, they'll come with the pitchfork on yeah. the, uh, torches. <laughs> that, that's a whole different uh, podcast, I think. But... It was also one of that. fiasco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you can see Obviously, that
1: communications is a problem for the club, isn't it? It is a, it is a problem. Is.
3: So yeah, I think we should definitely look into that. I mean, if Susan Black's been around for a couple of years, I would say, I would say some blame lies at her doorstep as well. So she needs to share the blame. Um, and finally, as for Klopp and uh, our owner, I don't think the blame really lies with them. I mean, you know, Klopp's are super weapon, Klopp's are nuclear warhead I mean, if you want to get somebody, it's it's him who we're going to send out to try, you know, grab grab the biggie. So, I don't really blame us using him as part of our transfer strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't blame, you know, uh, our owner to, for like sending out the statement as well. It was damage control and... It's a reputational risk for him. It's a business, so I don't, I don't blame him as well. So I think, I think we need to find the mole. He needs to be fired. I think we need to figure out what to do with the communications director and, well, kind of shorten the leash on Edwards as well. So quite a few people to look into and see what needs to be done. So looks like looks like quite a lot of upheaval in the coming year,
1: hopefully. In the, in the time, timeline analysis, um, the first person mentioned here, the first journalist mentioned here, um, is Maddock from the Mirror? Okay, um, as you know, Liverpool Echo are part of the Mirror Trinity Mirror. Group. Uh, so the Mirror is the is the daily Mirror is the parent uh, 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 press. Okay, um, maybe there's something there. But here it says that the agent spoke to Maddock. So um, we can control our relationship with Maddock and and the Mirror but we cannot control who and who then outside of LFC speaks to matter. So if the agent decides to talk, okay, then then maybe we should be looking at Virgil van Dyke's agent then. Maybe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I think if the agent's involved I think he needs to probably now, you know, step in and see how, either he can help push this transfer through or, you know, not yeah. sell him to one of the other big clubs. So, yeah, why, why one not? of the two is yeah. what he needs to do.
1: Exactly. I mean, he knows that we are offering big good money, and big money and willing to, and that we are serious about it, to to push it to such an extent. Um, and if he's leaked this thing to 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 to, to Madoc, uh knowing, you know, partially in his mind, what is the effect or the objective of doing that before the deal was concluded, then he himself has jeopardized this whole deal. So, he has got to, to um, you, know, you know, pull his socks up, swallow his pride and, 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 and do some groveling um, on his own then to, to the Saints and even uh, with us and, and position us in, in, in proper light, internally behind closed doors, of course. It's um,
3: remarkable. This guy sounds so amateurish. I think maybe you should get in touch with Mino Raiola, probably get a
1: couple of tips <laughs> from him as well. Oh, my God, that fat bastard. God. Oh, I made a lot of money okay um all right, all right, okay now, um, we are just about running out of time, but before we go, let's um finish up with this particular topic, okay, what do we need to do to ensure that we don't cock up um the rest of this ironically, the window isn't even open <laughs> so much. So much drama, and the other day I was mentioning God. I you know I feel so tired, uh, sleepy almost at this uh, transfer window. Mm-hmm. Nothing is happening. Only here, Salah Virgil Van Dijk, Salah Virgil Van Dijk, Solanke. Oh, all exciting names. I, I'm 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 uh, uh, you know uh, chuffed at Solanke scoring the goal, uh, under twenties. Uh, you know they're in, the, in, the, in the, the final now, and so I, you know it looks like something worked out there. Salah still not over the line, right? Um, and then boom. This thing, okay. So, how do we not screw up the rest of this uh, transfer window, Manaf? What do you think we need to do? Manaf, are you there? Yeah, I think Warner left already. Oh, he left. Okay. Uh, Dave, what yeah. do you think? What do you think we need to do to to ensure that uh, we do get our targets and we do strengthen effectively?
4: Uh, two things. First, uh, is that stop leaking so much of details into media Mm. we need to have good relationship with this mainstream media houses but like there needs to be a control Mm. second uh is that the the way we deal the way we value our targets uh means it sometimes live bad taste in uh for the uh, club Mm. uh, for the another club the club which we are trying to deal with uh, like Shanks mentioned it, like uh, we need to stop this money ball strategy. We constantly undervalue value over targets. Like imagine you uh, you are a Roma executive and uh, Liverpool comes in and waits 28 million for Salah. So, you know, they, they, they are obviously going to get pissed. Like, why are you wasting our time? If you want him, at least start with 30 or 35 and uh, this happened with uh, that uh, peter zelinski if i'm spelling it right, right. Uh, even at that time we were uh, not uh, bidding uh, or the money they wanted mm. it was we always have a lot of difference uh, in the for the value we keep on a player our targets and uh, the market value mm-hmm. sometimes you need to break this bank right and so i think these two things need to be changed
1: Okay. Shankar, what, what else do we need to do to yeah, ensure we no, don't... Uh, uh, screw up?
2: Uh, I, would, I would prefer our, our negotiation team try not to act over smart and uh, this, make this low ball offers to all these uh, uh, players. When a club has certain money, there is maybe a 10%, 20% margin is fine in negotiating. But these guys make 40%, 50% margin. When they ask 35, these guys quote 18. Mm-hmm. That will definitely irritate their agents, their owners... And they won't prefer uh,
1: uh,
2: you. Vera mm-hmm. City goes there. They, if somebody asks for thirty-five million, they just give thirty-five million, and they just make sure the payment structure is uh, good for them. Mm. They think uh, they think beyond the uh, value of the player.
1: Right.
2: We have to do that. And uh, one more thing, I want to say is, as a Liverpool fan, during the transfer of we're never going to have a happy ending. We just have to uh, make sure. That, we just have to make peace with ourselves. Ever since Rafa went, we never had a very good transfer in India. Right, right. We, we will never have a happy ending. Even if we go to a Thai massage parlor, we will never have happy ending. That's the fate of Liverpool fans.
1: Aditya, how can LFC give you a happy ending, mate? And please, beat as detailed as possible. <laughs> I can
4: recommend some good
3: thai massage parlors <laughs> <laughs> This is a uh, show. No, this is a family show. No no. No but there. seriously uh, seriously i think like everyone covered what they said right um, so obviously Let's not let's not lowball. So I, I mean, of course we can't completely abandon our money ball strategy because we are a club which spend within our means. So I, as a as a fan, obviously I want us to go go and blow like 35-40 million on a player because that's most likely what he's worth. But I know it's likely not going to fit into our transfer strategy. So yeah, I don't blame the club for being a little prudent with the money that we have. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I do hope I do hope that we don't lowball them. For example, you know we I believe we bid for. Uh, stefan Ridge, i think there was an 18 million bid while while uh while his club is valuing him at closer to 30 so obviously you know that kind of pisses off uh the other teams as well so i think one is that um but on the second uh, second thing I, i do want to mention right so and i think this is to the credit of our club uh something you mentioned joe it sounds like it's a really boring transfer window uh and you know the Generally, the players being linked to us left, right, center. Mm. But this time, there seems to be more structure to uh, the players being linked and there seems to be more validity to these links. So, it does seem like our transfer targets are clear. So, I do think if we continue to go down this path and like, as as, because we've had our transfer targets clear and Klopp said so at the end of our season as well. So. One, let's not you know, low-ball them. Two, let's not affect the, let the whole uh, VVD-Saga affect our transfer window. And three, I think we should continue to be clear on who our targets are and chase them down hard. I think, I think we will have a relatively happy ending in yeah. this window. Maybe not everyone, but I think we will get a majority of our targets
1: this season. Yeah, yeah. well, the other thing to, to bear in mind also is that um, Virgil van Dyke actually chose us Over City and Chelsea, so uh, that in itself kind of signals a sea change, Um, and that is a comment uh, that someone made on 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 four, Um, and I thought it was absolutely true. It signals a change. Let's hope that this change bleeds over into the way we conduct our transfer business, our whole transfer strategy the way we communicate our transfer strategy and our relationship with the media and our negotiation tactics with the clubs, other clubs that we're buying players from. Okay guys, we've run out of time. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It was an interesting discussion. Um, I hope uh, you guys listening in also enjoyed this. If you have any comments, please feel free to to make your comments um, on the site. It's easy to make a discuss account. You can log in with your Twitter account as well. So we encourage you to come on and uh, tell us what you think. Thank you guys and I'll talk to you all really, really soon and hopefully under better circumstances. Take care and good night. Yeah, it's a
2: pleasure. Thank good you. It's, good night.
1: Night. it's a pleasure.
2: Thank you.